Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Hey, Marketing Money Podcast listeners out there, if you need help with your geofencing and mobile placement of advertising, uh, such as we talk about from time to time, you've got to be on the phone. Look to Rain Local. Uh, they're a partner with this podcast now, and uh, Rain Local does a heck of a job on placing ads on that mobile phone, native, and helping with social as well. Uh, so if you want to look them up, rainlocal.com. If you talk to a rep, tell them the Marketing Money Podcast sent you. And now, back to our regular talk. Happy Friday from the Marketing Money Money Studio in Burbank, California. Sunny Burbank, Mississippi. No, yeah. So, what's happening? Nothing worth mentioning. Nothing worth mentioning. Just got Uh, back. I'm on. I'm in conference. Post conference doldrums. I'm. I'm missing my my peeps. Missing the. Peeps, the da- the data downloads. Ugh. Yeah, sounds awful. It happens. Well, so uh, since we look for topics, and the most relevant one of immediate, urgent past, if that can be a thing, is uh, we just got back from none other than Austin, Texas. Pretty cool town, home of the Longhorns. When you get out of town, it's cool. Texas government, yeah, Yeti, mm-hmm. uh, some other companies that uh, I don't have a list in front of me. No. Uh, Schl- Schlotzkys? Yeah, they are headquartered there, right? Because there's no Substitutskys? If you say so. Yeah, so uh, there's no Substitutsky for this podcast. Was that a Schlotzkys tagline? Yes, it was. That's not bad. We had Schlotzkys in Knox when I was in college. I used to tear that place up. Mm. It's good. Big gum heated sandwich guy. Yeah, I like heated sandwich. Toasted. Huh. So, tonight, boy, you were going to uh, have a little, uh, or two, boy, you were going to have a little... Austin ABA, we went to the American Bankers Association Marketing Conference, and so we're going to do a little download of what all we learned, saw, or semi-learned and saw while we were there. Uh, What to you, Mr. Mabus, was the, because this is kind of how you gauge what's coming next year from what people are talking about and what you hear and see there as far as what's going on in the marketplace of marketing. This is a marketing podcast. What were the three or four takeaways you remember from it? And then I'll give you mine, and then we'll kind of promote again for next year, I guess. I think, you know, what I'm seeing is uh, sort of difficult to articulate, but I think bankers bankers are ready for that next big idea. Um, this is going to be way 30,000 foot view like. You know, we're the two tactical guys trying to get the tactical takeaways, but what I see is bankers getting maybe – a little bored with that maybe and i don't know that that's a good thing but that was the the big idea stuff was the biggest had the biggest energy around it and i think i would say you know that's good we got to find the next big exciting you know hurdle to jump over but as you know part of a group that's jumped over plenty of hurdles you know john uh, with john and and other clients don't don't discount the the, the daily tactical blocking and tackling too. Now, not the unsexy stuff, but you know, some of the repetitive behavior like, um, anyway, um, 
Bonin Bow was very um, exciting and Bonin. 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 Did I say Bonin? Yes, it's Bonin. Bonin Bow. Bonin is a ribeye. Uh, Bonin. How about Bono? Uh, he's the lead singer of U2. He's uh, Irish. He I'll, would, I'll, I would I'll, have actually rather had him there, but I'd be a little to different. watch videos on that. Uh, yes. Cat videos. Yes. He's, uh, he's excellent. But, uh, uh, but anyway, like, you know, he was very exciting. Reminds me of another, um, you know, sort of thing we repeat a lot where I only start out with a small million dollar loan for my father. <laughs> Bonin was given nothing except for the Oreo brand and <laughs> told to go, um, go be a marketer. Um, now, let me say this. He took something that was already like status quo. And iconic. And made it cooler, even cooler, and even better. Um, the personalization side of um, the Oreo case study that he gave was fantastic. But then I think, um, you know, us figuring out as bank marketers, are we inspired by that? Or are we supposed to go do some, you know, what do we do with that knowledge after we have it? Um, we're not marketing Oreos. Um, it's a little bit more difficult to market, and I appreciate um, well, there's the excitement. Well, like there's ten types of cookies, but only one Oreo, because it has been well-branded. Yeah. There's 5,000 banks now, a bunch of other of the other types that don't pay taxes. I guess so a lot got of- a whole crew of, of financial institutions out there. I, I think the sort of point that could be missed is if we listen to Bonin, we jump straight to the personalized Oreo digital online experience. And forget that Oreo had a hundred years of brand, brand behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So if your bank um, doesn't ha- have that brand, again, that's why I go back to blocking and tackling. Don't be inspired by Bonin in the right way. He took a brand and continued to innovate it. But if you're not exist, if your bank doesn't exist as a brand, you may need to look to innovation. We can't miss this digital journey, all of that. But it's time to probably make up some ground in brand. Yeah, so that's a kind of the the high level message of, of what Josh Agway. One of the breakout sessions, what I call the tan room sessions, because they're always tan. No matter where you go, hotels. If you're out there and you're building a new hotel, see if you can come up with something besides a tan breakout room with dividable walls. Now, given functionally, you got to have that, but. The tan walls, it doesn't look good in pictures of the, the speaking going on. However, there was a concurrent session that Mr. Mabus and Lady Lisa Beck from Renaissance and a few others did, Chris Nichols, uh, about deposits. And it was actually interesting because uh, there was a big discussion about um, how many accounts should you have and uh, how do you whittle down from grandfather accounts? How do you go about slicing and dicing what's the best type of account you should have and we could do a whole podcast on just that maybe that's what we should have done maybe we should at some point we'll do it again but uh tune in next time was was, you know suggestions that banks get rid of high interest checking uh there's suggestions of just what if three big big just have one account what if you just had one versus destroy all the accounts have one deposit account um stop branching and stop paying interest which those were that was direction given to a I might argue against stop branching. That was a discussion. I don't yeah, think that's a I thing mean, you do. I mean, you can you can go into a market and you almost I mean, have to have a location. It's a market. Yeah, I mean, it, I think all those are great. and I, I agree with all those things. But on the day-to-day and what you're going to do, day one when you get back from conference. Um, yeah, you're going to walk in and be like, hey, guys, we're getting rid of all of our checking accounts. We're going to have one checking account. Now, look, that's easy. It's easy to say. If you had one, it would be easy to do. If you had one, it would be easy to 
would it put you in a regulatory issue because you would have to funnel people into you know we, that that's what i think they're getting at is if you just have one account there the regulatory risk is minimal the discussion and sales process onboarding is minimal because it's just here's what we have and you get this uh and i actually like the idea of it no, in I theory love it. uh but well, we got I, I think i think the the sort of tangential thing that probably didn't get is i think we got to start looking start looking at stop calling it a checking account because nobody writes checks well, what's our deal. next word is a transaction account digital account function account bank money. account money account cash Just account money. yeah money holding account yeah it's the mac it's an account but uh so yeah that was a big discussion weirdly enough i think uh big data big data big data however you want to say it mm-hmm. uh has kind of fallen off the lexicon list of bingo buzzwords at the conferences now that yep. really wasn't spoken as much as it used to be, it used to be, how do you get your data? What do you do? I think people are starting to figure out either they they do stuff with it or it's just they can't or don't know or don't have the capability. So why waste time discussing it? Disgusting it? <laughs> I mean, that's a Freudian. Yes. Um, I'm not saying we don't. We look at our data and a lot of banks well, do. But, I, but it wasn't. So I've been going to these forever since I've been in the banking industry. And it was, the, I remember when it first started, it, went, it was all data. What do you, big data, big data. Then it kind of came social, social. And then it was SEO. And like, there's always like a hot a millennial. topic. Millennial Can't was the past. start talking about Gen Z. Two years ago, it was millennial, millennial, millennial. This year, I feel kind of like there wasn't this overarching word that arching or arcing, whichever one it is, word that kind of defined what everyone was talking about. I mean, content's always kind of there. I thought that was a big part of it. Was I think content. I think people are trying to figure out content. I mean, I mean, let's just speak frankly. People, you, uh, you, uh, John, and Liz McIntyre did a great presentation on content that connects and converts. And um, I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, this is an advantage that Renaissance Bank has because um, everybody was salivating over that. How do we do this? Your budget, blah blah blah. I mean, I'll tell you what I told people. I was like, I think, I think y'all are overthinking the Renaissance budget. It is not what what you might think this is smart moves um being some of it's luck i I would say but luck favors the prepared like looking for the opportunities yep we live in the south so there's like this whole subculture southern thing that allows us to tell like so true y'all i don't know about um does minnesota have a you betcha guys um in them you know the the dakotas surely up in maine they've got a Wicked awesome, yeah. You know, I, I would do a show called Wicked Awesome, and I yeah. would I would show lobster fishing and like or lobster fishing. Lobster fishing. I would uh, show you, lobster you're a fishing. true Mennonite. I would. I would do the best lobster sandwich or lobster roll, whatever it is up there. I, I mean, you could do a whole show on I would Wicked do, Awesome. I would do a Tom hip, Brady. Just put him in it. I would do a hip hop hip hop banking show called What's Up Maine. What's up Maine? That'd be pretty good for Maine. Where there's no hip hop in Maine. No. I hate to tell you, I've been there. That is one thing they're. But you did liking. go lobster fishing while you were there. I, I you baited did. the hook. Yep, lobster fishing. Okay. I have been crab fishing. Mm, you can't. I, do they that. call it crabbing, but I say crab fishing, where you take the nets, you drop them down, yeah. pull the crabs up. Are the you put a little string on a chicken leg? That's what we did. Yeah, I, I, it's. But they're not fish, so I guess you technically wouldn't be fishing. They're shellfish. You so. went fish crabbing. I yeah, went shell fishing. That? I went shell fishing. Yes. Yes. Crust- crustaceanizing. Yes. Crustacean Nation. That'd be another show you could do. Yeah. Probably already exists. There was, man, what was it? Oh, Elevator Pitch. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to do a show called Elevator Pitch. We had this whole idea like Shark Tank in in an actual elevator. We're going to build a set and all that. And then about a seven second Google later, like the exact show, the exact way we were going to do it 
it was as if we we did it and it existed out there and we didn't know it existed. Yeah. No one, wa- I mean, it would be like, what if we put these things on our feet and called them shoes? Let's go make those. And then you just, let's take two shoes. chocolate cookies, <laughs> two chocolate cookies. Uh, you like chocolate cookies? How about two? And then we're going to put some creamy center between it. No one's thought of that before. Yeah. That's, that's what we were thinking is the, the elevator pitch. And we looked yeah. and there's the exact thing. But the point is on that is always be look. I don't have any technique. I mean, it's um, really for you can, you know, we license shows. Um, we produce original content and, um, you know, and then some of it we have it outsourced and produced by some production companies. I think at scale, it would be difficult for most banks to do. Um, but I mean, we started, it's just like everything else. We started with one show. Yeah. I think uh, another. I don't think we got back on big data, though. A point that I want to make um, we got to like stop letting the wind blow through us at these conferences and like, this is the year of big data, then that's the only year of big data. I tried to make a point, and I don't think I did a great job, especially in one of the sessions, that while we keep looking to innovate and do this next thing that everybody tells us to look at, like I don't I think sometimes we don't get good at the stuff we do. Since this is or, or that we should be doing. So I think it's kinda of like the sports podcast. If we go back to that, like if your coach introduces a new play every game and you haven't practiced, practiced it. it, it's really hard to win. And um, so on the big data thing and the deposit side, one of the points I want to make, really wish I would have said is, this is dumb. You've heard us say it multiple times, but just go take the people who have a, a checking account, no savings account. Like go go find some deposits inside. You do have all the data. It doesn't have to be big data. There's some sm- some small data um, comparison stuff you can do and uh, and make some wins while you're looking for that next big content play. Well, and – Good uh, segue to the content play. One interesting that thing that I always expect from bankers, and it's, I've never been surprised by the questions, is when we present on content or talk about content, Renaissance Nation, what we do, what other banks do uh, that have good content plays. Someone always asks the question, what about the budget? How much does it cost? You mentioned this earlier. And I guess it's also budget season in the fall right now. What about the budget? How much does it cost? Well, how did you get that through your bank? How do you do ROI? Hey, no one... What what I find funny is no one ever asks about the the creative process. No one ever asks about how do you come up with the ideas. No one ever asks about why it's the way it is, which shows when I look at other banks because it shows that they are putting the economics before the creativity, and that's that's the way banks lean hard to numbers and math. Mm-hmm. You know, other agencies, your Oreos, whatever other brands, it's all they, creativity. It's all creativity. Yeah, do you think there's an ROI on making a? a- a completely made up, fabricated, one off, three D printed Oreo machine. Uh, Do you think? I, I mean, an Oreo costs what, like three bucks a bag? Oh, oh, in the store, yeah. yeah. The, the true price is probably like seventy five cents. But, um, but anyway, point being to that is that uh, they came up with uh, an Oreo three D machine and talked about it and the creativity behind it. And when we were in doing content stuff, I was always like, dude. No one is asked about creative process. How do you come up with ideas? How do you push this through? It's always like, what did you pay for those videos? How much did it cost? How did you get through compliance? How did you place it? And I, I just want to be like, this is the reason why banks can't have nice things when it comes to marketing. Because we all get caught up in numbers. A guy said a really wise thing yesterday uh, in a meeting I had up in Memphis. Shout out to walking in Memphis. Uh, I was up Bluff there, City. Yeah, Bluff City up there in a bank meeting. And a guy said he sees a lot of problems in banking when people try to market to the budget instead of marketing to grow their budget. And I thought about that and I thought that's a pretty good explanation is that when people get their budget or make their budget, they're like, well, what are we going to do inside of it instead of marketing 
to grow the budget? What can we do to grow this budget and make a better marketing budget and not worry about the restrictions placed on it and all the legacy contracts and legacy marketing you've got in it? And that comes to Cat Cole when she said, sometimes you just got to blow it up. Oh, you just got to blow it up. And I'm like, but this is, we, we just, look. Look at your budget and go, why are we still spending on yellow pages? Why are we still spending on print ads? Why are well, we still spending on well, radio? Why, are, why anchor- are we still, like, look at it and go, I can do all the content stuff if I stop spending on all this stuff that is either measurable but not impactful. Because just because it's measurable doesn't mean it's impactful. And just because it's impactful doesn't mean it's measurable. And so I came away from some of the the content and some of the uh, um, best practices, and I'm doing quotes in the air, things of like everyone worries about the budget side, but no one ever talks about the creative side at these conferences. And I try to, but no one ever asks the questions well, about Well, then it. the effect that can't be measured. I mean, like I said, I'm not... Can you measure three million people viewing a video about your brand? Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, you That's, did. Yeah, impressions, engagements. You can't, well, you compare it to what, what else you pay for that in some other medium. I mean, you had videos with 16 million views on it. When you compare that to a like medium... Yeah, and it, I mean, what, and it was, can, can you buy a TV that does and that? And someone says, well, it was only five-second shot of Renaissance Brand saying Best Bank in the South. And I'm like, okay, let's do hey, you five know seconds let me, times 16 million, and you do 30 seconds by whatever your media buy is on TV, and let's see who has the most engagement. Well, and let me – hey, if we just had a banker say – if we just had a banker turn to the camera and say, hey, come do business with me at Renaissance, wouldn't it be so much better? Oh, of course it would be, because that's not that's not what anyone expects anyone to say. They don't You don't do business. So – I think my takeaway is we got to move away from the obvious in bank marketing. I think we've worn we kind of made fun of uh, bank ads that have a handshake in them because they always have a clean teller desk or a, a CSR desk and a handshake and someone, all the staff out in front of the the branch with the fig leaf pose with their hands covering up their midsection and then a drone flying away showing the the building and it's it's so typical but yet everyone well we differentiate ourselves by our people. Well, you showed your people the exact same way you showed the people in the other banks ad. And I know we harp on this a lot, but to the point of the whole thing, I think the word now is is coming back into the lexicon is creativity. I think we, we pushed it down with data. We pushed it down with learning social media. We pushed it down with content. Chasing millennials. Chasing millennials. We pushed it down with digital. And it's kind of like, well, wh- and which, which can, cre- can all have creativity to yeah. get to that thing. But it seems like that's that was kind of. I guess I'm now thinking creativity may be the thing that needs to come back into the uh, make, the theme. Let's make banks creative again for the first time ever. Yeah, make banks creative for the first time. One thing I would say to meter out John on the other side is, 100 percent of your budget can't be creative. It can't be risky. So find a portion of your budget to do those big tests in. When they start to win, then then you can begin to justify either an additional budget. Are moving dollars out of somewhere else in the budget. And you can't just do one or two and be like, well, we tried an email or we tried a geofencing thing or we tried to do a content video and it was, we did one. I mean, it, it, you've got to build your story and build your message every time. But that being said, uh, recap, couple, couple, three or four good keynotes. Uh, the Kindness Diaries, if you want to check that out on Netflix. Uh, Logan. Thetis. Leon. So Leon. I don't know why I want to call him Logan because last name. Leon Logothetis. I'm sorry for calling you Logan Logothetis. Like Wolverine. Yes. Uh, the Wolverine of kindness. Kind of had everybody crying at the end because he's the kindest guy and he travels around. I'm and, glad he didn't ask me to come up there. I, I got I got a little teary-eyed. He has a 
the British accent syndrome where when you hear it, he automatically endears you to want to listen more as Americans because British accents do that to us, I think. But he talked about that. If you want to check it out on Netflix, it'll probably be a tearjerker for you. But he was our closing keynote, and he did a pretty good job of wrapping our brains around being kind to one another as we go about our way in the world. So it was one of those feel-good kind of moments. I don't know that took away opening deposits, accounts, growing loan balances, and selling treasury management solutions. But, but it's creative. It was creative, and it was uh, thought-provoking, should I say. So anyway, uh, we'll close out our our quick review of the uh, of Austin and the ABA Bank Marketing Conference. Next year it's in Minneapolis. Can I say that right? Minneapolis? That's, that's I, I used to say Minneapolis. <laughs> I just think I was tired Min- of going to Nap. I mean, Naples. How many Naples are in Minneapolis? There's many Annapolis. Former home of Prince, Purple Rain, Vikings, uh, Timberwolves. Isn't it the Timberwolves? Uh, are the Twins there? Yep. I've seen a, twin, I've, I've seen a and, Twins game at home. And next year it moves to uh, the first weekend in October, I believe, or it's early October. So anyway, uh, if you're marking your calendar for next year for some exciting times in the Purple City, we will uh, we will probably be seeing you there. So for the Marketing Money Podcast and the ABA Bank Marketing Conference, we will uh, check you all later. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.